This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers in the breaking of all things normal. <laughs> Aloha, and welcome to episode number 102 on the Breaking Normal podcast, also known as number three of the Energy Collective. I'm so excited about today's special guest, Stephanie Kwong, surfing the subconscious, synergizing, and whatever other super cool S word you want to add to that as I adore alliterations. Do you? Anywho, today is also known in more normal terminology, uh, Black Friday. However, I do believe every day is a holy day. And today doesn't have to be a day where you get caught up in consuming stuff that won't serve you beyond this, beyond the, the purpose of that stuff. And what I'm excited to offer is the Breaking Normal University Emotional Resilience Training Course for free 99. So just go to BreakingNormal.com, click on the university. And definitely, if you're only going to check out one of the videos, check out the breathing set, the Breaking Normal Yin Yang breath set. Arguably, it's the most powerful daily ritual I've experienced uh, to pretty much skyrocket synchronicities, the strength of my immune system, and seeing beyond the illusion of normal. I've probably done it 600 out of the last 630 days. I've done it every day since I've been here in Georgia. And the amount of synchronicities that have been popping off have been absurd. I don't even know how to describe it, so I'm not going to try right now. But I will say, it seems to change the weather inside and out. So if you're looking to uh, have the control of your perception, your reality in a more magical way, go check that out today. I'm not sure how long it will be free, but you know, sometimes people appreciate more when they have some investment in the game. But I, I am not in a position right now to give discounts on the Tribe Vitamins. We don't even have the Shopify set up yet. Um, we're going to deliver the powder as soon as today to the manufacturer. And really, I guess quite suspicious when people offer like 70% off supplements or such, meaning like, wait a minute, how much do they even cost to make that supplement? And why overcharge people? The tribe vitamins are as clean, as pure of a supplement that I know of. And, um, such top quality. I don't think that's something that's going to be a part of the tribe vitamins is, giving too deep of a discount because really it's such a valuable product that we want to make it as available in the best way possible to the most amount of people possible and where it still grows the company of tribe vitamins. And I'll tell you, my uh, mom, maybe I'll get her on the show up, up soon. She um, has been taking them finally and she's quite picky. It took her a while to even consider experimenting with them and she's pretty shocked so far with the results, especially with her blood pressure. I'm not saying it's causing her blood pressure to go lower. Maybe just me being around <laughs> is doing that. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm her first son. I love her. She probably loves me more than I can even understand. Probably something about as close to how much I love Davina. But long story short, almost everyone that has gotten these tribe vitamins has some sort of like breaking normal epic response. So I'm so excited to get this first batch out to all y'all. And in the meantime, check out the course, sit back, enjoy. Get ready to start surfing the subconscious. Make sure you have the right board. Oh, you do. It's your human suit. Enjoy. Peace. Aloha, y'all. Welcome to the third episode of the Energy Collective podcast. Whoa, I'm stoked. I'm stoked because um, our guest today 
I had invited to be on the Breaking Normal podcast like 20 times. And it hadn't happened, but maybe now that we have uh, her her boyfriend and my roommate here with me, it's happening. Her name is Stephanie Kwong. So this is super exciting. She's a high-performance coach, hypnotherapist, subconscious programmer, reprogrammer. Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? I like that one. Yeah. Um, and I'm here also with Justin, Steven, myself, and Matt. And we are excited to explore how Stephanie has um, unlocked her energy and uh, excited to celebrate the gratitude exercises that we uh, partook in or we did yeah. not partake in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and excited to uh, throw the next energy collective challenge your way. And we have uh, created a Facebook group now so that we can uh, start making this community even that much more real. Um, we'll give a link in the show notes and you can search it as Energy Collective on Facebook. That's just like it's spelled on the podcast. I-N-N-E-R-G and then Space Collective. All right, all right. Y'all ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Stephanie, you, you're awesome, by the way. So oh, there's a reason I invited you this. I've been this persistent <laughs> of getting you on the show. What you needed was a calendar invite. That's what I think locked me in is all the guys. Steven set one up and he's like, put it in your calendar. I'm like, all right, well, here we are. <laughs> well, thanks, Steven, for making that happen. And I just want to say, um, like right off the bat, I'm, I'm curious how you think you know me. Like, how did we get to know each other? Because that'll tell the whole story. Or you can even, like all four of us, because you were living in this, what are we calling it? The Magic Mountain House. Magic Mountain <laughs> yeah. House, uh, before I even was. And you were like the first like new roommate to introduce me as the new roommate. And man, what a avalanche of success it's been since then. So how did you get yourself in this house? And maybe you want to explore the story <laughs> of how you got into this energy collective. Well, it was nice. um, thankfully through divine um, flow that I ended up here. And back in March, March 2nd, mm -hmm. remember the date? Yeah, it's March 2nd. Okay, March 2nd. March 2nd, I was in LA, which is where I've lived for, or I lived for 18 years. And I had a couple friends going to the Natural Products Expo. And they flew in and said, why don't you come and hang out with us when we're in town? So I went. And then two hours later, in walks this handsome, amazing man, Matt Chandler, <laughs> who... I didn't think that at first because I thought he was married. <laughs> but um, we just had a great connection and that show got canceled and we hung out the entire week with our entire group of friends. And then a week later, we just kept talking. He came back to Colorado. And at the end of that second week, a couple other friends were up at the Magic Mountain House. They FaceTimed me on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And Matt said, why don't you... What? You got to get out here. I got to get out here. He's like, why don't you come quarantine in this house for two weeks, two weeks, a bunch of entrepreneurs will hang out, we'll support each other, we'll have dance parties, and I have a big promoter side in me, so all you have to say is dance party, and I'm there. So I packed up my car that day and drove 15 hours straight shot at 1230 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Got here thinking I would be here for two weeks, and almost eight months later... You're still at the magic house. I'm still at the magic house. I got sucked into the vortex of this place and into this man's life. So uh, that's how I got here. What date did you arrive, by the way? Just out of personal curiosity. What date, Matt? March 16th. That's right. March 16th. Wow, it's biblical. Yeah. Was that biblical? 16. Yeah. Is it? What is March 16th? Well, John 316. Yeah. Oh. For God so loved the world. That he that gave his true. only son. Yeah. Look at that. Right. 
I didn't know that. Do you want to add anything else to this story? Since you're, you're, you're obviously the, like the major character in this story of how Stephanie got here. Was that pretty accurate? Anything she forgot? Anything? Uh, there's definitely a few more details along the way, but no, that is a lot of the the story. And and like I said, lots of dance parties. Um, one thing that I just love about Stephanie is her ability to have fun um, mm. and just kind of be like a child and like a big kid, um, which is a lot like myself. So um, I like to keep things fun and keep things lighthearted. And Stephanie and me just kind of instantly bonded and connected off of that from the beginning. So... I know I probably look pretty good, but if you can keep focused on that big black yeah, thing exactly. next to your mouth when you <laughs> talk about it. I think Matt needs the headset, not Justin, but Matt. Yeah, it might be. And I love all these stories. These are all so amazing, and it's amazing to be a part of them. I mean, what I'm curious, what attracted you? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm imagining there was probably some energy activation from both of y'all mm. when y'all originally met, perhaps. Was there like a divine intuition? Was there like, oh, I'm lit. Like the energy is being activated in the presence of this girl, Steph. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I would say it was, you know, definitely outside the norm um, of, of how we met. Um, at the time, I'm basically going through a divorce. So I was technically married um, and, you know, just kind of getting through that. So it was definitely uh, different timing for me. And, and my goal with going on that trip was, just go have fun um, and enjoy myself. And like I said, the first night I connected with Stephanie, we had some good talks. Um, and then I think it was the second night that we really, really bonded, um, kind of doing handstands and daring each other to do things. And in back the, bends in the middle of the street in Manhattan back bends. Beach. Yeah, in the, yeah. The Manhattan Beach uh, there in California. <laughs> so about 11 o'clock. 11 p.m. At the start of COVID, basically. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but that sounds like a great move. Um, Like, now I'm inspired next time I go on a first or second date to, like, do dares and challenges that include, like, moving my body in fun ways in public. Good idea. Who came up with that one? I don't know who was. Actually, Will. Well, yeah. Um, So, um, we had another friend with us who was six foot ten. And I'm a very curious (laughs) girl. So, I asked him, I'm like, can you touch your toes? He's like, what? Yeah, I can. I'm like, great, touch your toes. So he did it in the middle of the restaurant. And then he goes, in fact, I can do a back bend. I'm like, really? I have to see this. So still in the middle of the restaurant, I guess yeah. we we're like in the lobby area, he did a back bend. And Matt goes, well, wouldn't this be better in the streets? So we all went outside and we we're just being just silly and yeah. um, playing around there. But yeah. And that was the start of it. We did that the next two nights too um, in Venice as well. Um, pretty much daring each other to do back bends, handstands. We're dancing in the middle dancing, of restaurants streets. and bars and took mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, so y'all were already doing like, <laughs> like the energy collective challenges already. Yeah, the, the first pretty day, much. And we just didn't have a name for it then. Yeah, yeah and exactly. I, and I think for me too, um, some other beautiful divine moments was when I first met Matt, I told him how I had some challenges with sleeping and also my dog got anxiety in the car and he generously gave me a bottle Mm -hmm. of his CBD and he had a pet one. Little did I know. So the only time my dog has anxiety is in the car. Little did I know two weeks later driving out here, I would have CBD for my dog to chill out for a 15 hour car ride. So it was just kind of divine and perfect in that. But I, um, it was actually the third night for me with Matt. We were at Cafe Gratitude in Venice and he was sitting across from me and I was starting to feel this weird energy in my body. I'm like, why am I nervous? Like sitting in front of this guy. And I think that was kind of the catalyst for me was Wednesday night. Tina, yeah. So. I agree. At Cafe Gratitude. How synchronous. Because <laughs> our, our, 
Come on. Man. Yeah, exactly. What? You guys wrote a movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, Daniel Which was our last challenge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because we are here to talk. I mean, this might be a good gateway to sure. talk about gratitude as a way of unlocking our energy. And how mm. each one of us, like I said, may have done the last challenge uh, 100% or not. Mm. And yeah, talk about it. I mean, I, Steph, if you have anything to lead the charge with how you've used gratitude as an energy catalyst over the years, mm -hmm. I'd, be, I'd be happy to start hear, to hear from you. So I, there are spectrums of energy, right? And your emotional states are part of your frequency. We're all energetic beings. The higher your frequency state that you can get yourself to, the more you're a magnet to attract what you want. This is kind of like the law of attraction stuff, right? But um, I know that when uh, Esther Hicks has this spectrum of emotional states, which shows you the frequencies of them, and gratitude is one of the highest frequencies that you can embody that enables you to really call in what you want, but also just give you access to what I think everybody desires anyway, is just to feel good, to feel in a state of joy or elation, whatever that might be. And gratitude has been such a powerful activator for me to create the reality that I have. And I feel every single day like I'm living in my own dream, um, especially since I got to the Magic Mountain House. <laughs> but um, funny that you asked me how I've used gratitude in my life because that's how I manifested this man as well, <laughs> is through a gratitude practice. Um, well, that's one of a few different ways, but I, at the start of the year, three of my friends, we sent text messages to each other every day and you leave an audio message saying what you're grateful for, three things. And the last, you say what you're grateful for, for the thing that you desire as if it's already done. So I was at the end, I was telling these ladies, like, I'm so grateful. I met my most amazing man. He has me feel so seen, so loved. So, and I would go off to the point where I really felt like he was present with me and I felt freaking amazing for the rest of the day. And I did that for about two months and then in walks this man. So, mm. yeah. Okay. I just want to get this clear because this sounds like a great potential challenge or practice for me to start today. You're saying you got a group of three different friends or two friends? So there's three total. Yeah, three two total. friends and, and myself. The commitment was to send a voice note of what you're grateful for what's happening in the future, but as it's already happening? Yeah. So there's um, two steps. The first is just whatever you're grateful for. Uh, and we'll usually do about two or three things, just what is currently or has happened in your life that you're grateful for. And then the last piece is giving gratitude for the thing that you want before it's occurred, but giving gratitude for it as if it has occurred in your life. And with that level of emotion and excitement, like it's done. And that could be for as long as you want. And I mean, I think I went off for a minute one time just sharing about how I felt with my man and, and the things that we've done and all those, you know, details. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. You just send it off. And you could listen to the other people's or not. I love listening to it because it just charged me up to hear what other people were grateful for. And then, yeah, every single day. Well, I have some inspired action right now that would invite the three of y'all since we're doing this mm. movement together, uh, why don't we all have iPhones that we can do the voice notes on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what if we all committed to a minute voice note each day, five days for five days in a row, mm -hmm. um, 30 seconds or less for something we're grateful for currently, okay. and then 30 seconds or more 
I would say a minute or less total would be nice so, because I want to listen to all of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah about the, what we're grateful for what's happening in the future as it's happening right now. Like mm -hmm. speaking as it's happening right now, do you all want to do that? Yeah, That's I love great. that. I uh, love that. Steph, the language seems really important with this. How do you uh, like phrase that for future gratitude? Um, great question. So the subconscious doesn't know what future and past. So it only operates in the present moment. And so if you speak in the current present moment, like it's already happening, it's already done, that's when the subconscious is like, oh, it's happening right now. And the more you prime your mind with the present desire, it then starts to activate a familiarity in your mind. And the brain wants what's familiar. So the more you prime it with what you want, and it's like, oh, this is familiar, cool, we'll keep recreating it. And that's how you actually have the thing occur. So the language that you use is in the present, whether it's I am or I have. Those are usually the two that I stick to. Do not use words like I will or someday or I hope because that's pushing what you want out into the future and it can't actually <clears throat> happen in real time in the 3D. Is it? Um, are you cool with doing an example for us right now? Sure. Yeah, like just so we can I mean, you can literally just make it up. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah. and I think but that be cool would, because that helped a lot. But I'm like, I bet maybe a lot of people would learn just from seeing someone just send it. Yeah. Whew. All right, hold on. <laughs> I should put on the side. I'm so grateful for living in this beautiful magic mountain house with the most extraordinary humans. And the way that we connect every day feels so soul nourishing. I'm so grateful for sweet little Davina who lights up my soul. When I hear her little pitter patter of her feet running across the floor in the morning, I know it's gonna be a good day. And I'm so happy and fucking grateful that we attracted 30,000 students into the reset globally, worldwide, through our membership that we're supporting people and teaching them how to mentally and emotionally regulate. I'm so thankful that I get the opportunity to contribute to people's lives and to help them to live in a more fulfilled and peaceful way. Wow. Beautiful. That was awesome. Like Nailed that. it. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's that's a, such a, I'm so happy I asked and thank you yeah. for yeah. just sending it. And to be clear, the reset is something that's happening in the future in literal mm -hmm. time. Is that when you kind of shifted from the... Yeah. Okay. Just, so there, it, but could you tell that that was, yeah. I mean, obviously I pumped up my energy because I wanted that to be more energetic for me. Yeah. The way that you said that, I almost interrupted like, you got 30,000 students. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, I believed it. I was <laughs> like, whoa. I got really excited. Yeah. And how wow. powerful is that having someone else believe it? Do you believe in that yeah. stuff? Yeah. That having other people yeah. believe it. And that's how you want to say it. Like you want to feel it so deep in your soul as the truth. Because I think so often our brains tell us how you can't what you don't have, comparing yourself to other people. And we go into these spirals. I mean, the dictionary has, I think, three quarters, like more negative words than it does positive. Mm. So we're actually trained in even our language to go more towards the negative than towards the positive. So this is a powerful way to just rewire your brain to go into the positive and feel it so deeply in your core that the moment you believe this positive thing, it can occur. Just like if you deeply believe the negative things, you start, you continue to create that as well. But yeah, when you do this, like feel it so deep that you're like, as if you're celebrating that it has occurred, you know? Yeah, I think that's important too, is the feeling part. Cause you know, yeah. just not saying it and verbalizing it, but actually like you've stressed that a lot to me, mm -hmm. feeling it deep and down. And like, what would that feel like? You know, what would you, how, how would you be in that moment? Um, you know, all those things like to really engulf it and kind of bring it in. I think that's really what changes 
the frequency, mm-hmm. you know, and starts to yeah. radiate out. Because yeah, that's the, that's the most powerful frequency you have is your emotions, right? Your thoughts have a frequency as well, but they're not as powerful as your emotions. And a lot of times people will think thoughts. That's why when some people say affirmations don't work, it really, it's challenging to have it work too, especially if you're in your alpha brainwave state, right? Like right now we're in alpha um, because your critical mind is activated. So when people are saying things like, you know, I'm a millionaire or I am in the best health I've ever been, or I have a healthy, loving relationship, the inner critic or the ego mind is going, that's crap. That's not true. What are you talking about? No, it's Mm. not. Are you staring at your bank account? Look, you're still single. And so that's what starts to um, push out the thoughts that we actually want to program in. Mm -hmm. And um, when you can get that feeling behind it or put yourself into like the alpha, theta, I like to get people into theta state when I do hypnosis, but that's when that prefrontal cortex, that like thinking part of your mind is relaxed and you have direct access into the subconscious where you can start to drop these suggestions in and your brain is more willing to accept, believe, and to surrender these new suggestions than it does when you're conscious and alert. Mm. So would you I have a, a, sorry, just a yeah. quick question about like, I think it's super important, right? The positivity mm. versus negativity here. There's a, there's a gap somewhere between like over the top beliefs and reality. Mm-hmm. And I've seen affirmations quite frequently backfire on people mm-hmm. because as you guys know, I run Clovis, so I'm always in health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about like taking affirmations and manifestation in a stepwise manner? Because mm-hmm. for instance, if I have a 300 pound client and they're saying, I'm so happy and grateful for my six pack abs. They don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it's actually very problematic and will point them in a direction of making mm-hmm. unhealthy food choices because the goal seems so far away mm-hmm. that they're like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to eat the Doritos because I'm never going to have a six pack. And yep. it's almost like berating yourself. Mm-hmm. So can mm-hmm. you, can you do it in kind of like a linear, like stepwise, like slowly increase the dreams that you have and make them bigger? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, that's something that I share with people. When I do hypnosis with my clients, I have them fill out a pretty lengthy intake form because I want their language. I want to hear how they speak. And when I do the reprogramming part, when I build a script and drop the suggestions in their subconscious while they're in a hypnotic state, it's them using their own language, speaking to themselves. And so if you don't buy into it, right? So the big piece of why I do that is the buy-in. And so if you're using language that you can't buy into, you're going to reject it. Mm. And I like to tell people to step yourself through. So you can say, I'm open to the possibility of being healthy and thin now, you know, or I, um, I am, yeah, just stepping, but, or I'm willing to, you know, take the steps each day to mm. be physically active, to support my health and well-being. And your mind might go like, okay, I'm open to that. Or, all right, I'm willing to do this instead of I am already at that goal. Then the mind might go, that's a bunch of BS. No, instead of, okay, I can buy into this and that will step them up forward. So that's Mm. a great question. And absolutely use the language that your mind will believe. Otherwise it will reject it and you'll probably go into regression. Mm. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it's okay to have a bit of vagueness, I guess, Mm -hmm. like to, to be will, I'm, I am willing to take the steps to improve my health is just such an easy thing to buy into yeah. because mm-hmm. every small decision then becomes a victory. Exactly. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah, maybe instead of like the six-pack abs, like specificity, right. you could go with, to be, like you said, a healthier body. Because mm-hmm. you know, a healthier body would be they're going to be at their 
natural healthy weight and not necessarily an idea of what they feel like is going to be mm-hmm. you know a healthy body or what they preview it at or view it as right now also i think like the six pack's problematic because like you said it, it's it, it's auto- like if you don't have a six pack and you say like i'm so grateful for my six pack you're automatically comparing mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you have this comparison culture thing that could be quite toxic so mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of people if they get a six pack it might be like a visible six pack might be a very unhealthy body type for them mm-hmm. good point to keep in mind and like what a great tip as like a practitioner or a teacher and or a student to like anytime if you especially if you're doing programming um, or reprogramming to understand what language they program mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if you're trying to use JavaScript and use C language, it's not gonna work. Just mm-hmm. like if you're like that in the, the tip you said about the lengthy intake form so you could understand their archetypal language to me was just like a, a very beneficial tip mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I usually like pick up that on the moment, but to have that as like a preconceived um, n- knowing mm-hmm. is such an advantage for, I imagine, effective reprogramming. Yeah. And that's why I think I have the results that I do, because a lot of times, I mean, I, when I was being trained in hypnosis, I had to be a, a client of hypnosis and we had a mentor and I would show up and she would just do things on the fly and she would say things while she was trying to do some reprogramming that didn't land for me and it would pull me out of state and then my mind would spin about why did she say that that was so weird and it it took me out of the healing or the reprogramming versus really being in it which is what you have to be and it's because she was using language that i was like i would never say that or that's really weird that she said that um i want to go back to emotions really quick too because there's a second piece I wanted to make sure that everybody heard. And the emotions, the reason why it's so important to have that aligned with the affirmation or the thought that you want to create is because that's, again, the most powerful activator to actually bring into reality what you want. Um, How I learned like manifestation, which I think is really smart and it makes sense, is your thought, like there's a quantum field, right? Every possibility of anything exists out in reality in energetic form. So you as the 300 pound person, you as the 100 pound person, you as the 150 or you as the person in debt, you as a person multimillionaire, it all exists. But are you a vibrational match for it, right? And so the first thing to creation is intention or the thought. And the thought, as I learned it, which made sense, was you're sending this thought now, which is a frequency out into the quantum field into the field of possibilities to catch on to that's a possibility that I want. But in order for you to bring it back in, when you have the, you need the feeling, the emotion, which is the magnet to call forward what Mm. you want into your present reality. Mm. And so what happens is a lot of people are shooting off the thoughts, right? Trying to connect to the field going, I want the perfect body or I want the relationship or I want whatever it might be. But then the feeling is I'm not worthy to have it. I don't deserve this. Mm. You know, no one would ever love me. Or I, I don't, that's scary to have that. Or if I have that, people will leave me or I'll lose love. And so the feeling then is not in alignment with the thought, which then pushes it out, which is why people get stuck mm. and they can't actually bring into reality what they, they want. So it's really important to have that emotion behind what you want aligned so that you become a straight shot to not only say what you want, but to bring it into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's big. It's powerful. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, find out how, because especially if maybe starting with Stevens, how the gratitude may have, what she's saying, how it may have reprogrammed you for mm-hmm. to be more in touch with your energy. And, and maybe all of us go around about how mm-hmm. the gratitude exercise impacted that for us. 
And just like because we all watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all have great, so great show, great <laughs> show. Um, but it talks about the four elements and me as being as a surfer and understanding somewhat about how swells work and and, and how energy works. My understanding, um, energy comes in waves. So I think we're all surfing esoterically, if we like it or not. Right mm-hmm. now, like I'm surfing different different energetic waves. And that's the same, and, the, and like when you're saying, I think like thought is the same as wind slash air. Mm. Mm-hmm. The water is our emotions. For a swell to come to the ocean and make a big impact, it usually starts with a wind pattern deep in the ocean somewhere. That wind pattern creates an energetic emotional pattern known as a swell. The swell, and, and if those align properly, you could have epically amazing most beautiful waves on earth just hitting the sand perfectly mm-hmm. and or you can have a hurricane that takes out the shoreline. Yes. Mm. What a great metaphor. I mean, it's very, yeah. well, it's kind of, just, it's all the same, like the yeah. quantum field, the earth, wind, water, fire. It's all, mm-hmm. we're all energy and we're all surfing waves and I just wanted to paint that picture for the fellow surfers out there. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And then Steven, I know you, I think you did the gratitude challenge 100%. Is that correct? Or um, maybe like 80%. I bet you did it the most. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us what the exercise was mm-hmm. that we did? Just reiterate if someone's listening to this for the first time and then how, what your uh, experience was with that. Yeah. So we were doing 10 things each day that we were grateful for and then saying why and trying to do new things each day. So I was writing them out and then uh, was the first phase of it. And um, second phase was writing them out and then saying them out loud. And that seemed to like magnify it and make mm-hmm. it more powerful. And then I was writing them out, saying them out loud and then sharing them with people. I was like, nice. oh, that seems like through other people's listening, like you were sharing stuff that there's, it like magnifies the, uh, like the emotion and the, like the reality of it. So me speaking, it brings me more into this place of appreciation and, and uplift and then having other people listen to me in in this way seem to uh, strengthen it as well. Mm. And people really resonate with it. It came across as like a very vulnerable, like authentic way of sharing. Like, hey, I'm grateful for um, my my family or, or, or water or this house or whatever it is. It's like a real peek into um, people's lives. And it felt like a vulnerable share for me and a, an edge where I was like, oh, now I feel much more comfortable sharing. Here's what I'm, I'm grateful for on a, on a daily basis. And it it started to flow easier. It's like a muscle that we're working and they just started showing up and everything. It's like, whoa, I could be like today. I was grateful as I was writing, I was grateful for <laughs> ink because I was like, Oh, this is just like a very primal natural way to, um, you know, non mechanical way to share. It's like anything we can be grateful for. And, uh, yeah, it started to, to flow. That's nice. beautiful, man. That's awesome. I like the muscle metaphor for sure. It's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is a muscle memory, just like that thought, that wind pattern in the ocean. Like there are certain places that get consistent swells. Hmm. It's like you're creating. We're by the, the, the practicing gratitude, we're creating that thought pattern that carries over to our bodies and to our emotions. So I, I like the muscle memory for sure. Mm. Yep. How yeah, I did you? the. Oh, yeah, or you? you go? Yeah, yeah, okay. go for it. I'm good this. Um, I basically did it three days last week. <laughs> um, so not wasn't super consistent with it. But I would say two months ago, uh, me and Stephanie actually did a 30-day gratitude challenge um, following a book that was amazing, kind of just gives you different ways to uh, practice gratitude. But one of the things that you did every day was write down the thing, 10 things you're grateful for and why. Mm. Um, And so I would say through that experience, as well as this last three days too, it just echoes home that it's, you feel 
instantly better. Um, and you can, you know, basically you can feel your energy changing immediately. Right. So the things that, you know, you might be a little bit frustrated about or whatever, it just instantly changes you when you start to switch it to gratitude. I feel like it's hard to be in a state of suffering when you're grateful at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's amazing on that end. Um, and then two is it was cool to just to see things kind of start to, I would say, manifest out. Um, cause a lot of the gratitude stuff I would do would be for things that are things that I'm wanting to build. Um, that might be like quasi in existence right now. Um, but I'm wanting to really call them in. And so I feel like the gratitude really amped it up. Um, and I think we did that right about the time when we were looking for new roommates yep. and found you two. Yep. <laughs> and so that was part of the gratitudes. And then here you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, the man. gratitude is just such an amplifier to call in what you want. That's like the easiest way to access it. Um, if you want to really call in what you desire in your mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there are levels to the sharing? Like level one is you just writing it and keeping it to yourself. And then level two, you then speaking that out loud to yourself and then speaking it out loud to others. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sh- sure there is. So when you um, write, not type, when you actually write things out, your hand is connected to your subconscious, which is why journaling is so powerful. And people say do it because the more you journal, you're actually tapping into subconscious beliefs and information. So when you take the moment to write out your your gratitudes, you're actually reinforcing that already into your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And then I would say that speaking it out because some people might feel silly. Like, I don't want to say this if it's not true. Like your gratitudes or what I did right? To manifest what I wanted. But then that's the resistance that Mm -hmm. stops you from having what you want. If you really know it, like you see those people out there, I think like even Bill Gates, he declared and was already saying that he was like, I forgot what he was saying, but basically was going to be the biggest software company. And like he was Mm -hmm. speaking that out into existence and he would tell people that even before it happened and look what happened. So I think that there's a different energy there when you're willing to share that mm-hmm. instead of like a shame or weirdness, which is a conflicting energy towards bringing in what you want. So absolutely. Mm. There's yeah. there's something huge there that, that I think is really important is, and I've learned this from community with all of you guys being in this house and everything. If you're going to share, pick safe people. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I know so many people that like, God forbid, you know, they're trying to get healthy and they go to a cookout and they ask for a burger with no bun. And 10 of their family members start making fun of them, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, there really are unsafe people to share with. And I think that's going to be, that can be super problematic. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about, you know, if Steven, I know Steven and I know his crew and what he's doing with landmark training and all these things, he's like, you probably have some very safe people to share with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, what's great about online communities too. energy collective Clovis, yeah. all these different things that we're doing is if you don't have that in your immediate circle, maybe you have a Facebook group or something and you can share there. Um, cause I think again, just like the, the affirmations that you don't actually believe, I think sharing with unsafe individuals could probably oh, yeah. backfire. <laughs> Do you mm-hmm. agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take that a step farther even, and this is like another side of the coin where, and I'd like all of y'all's opinions or whoever that has one on this. I've heard, for instance, Michael Phelps, who's I think won more gold medals than anyone. anyone so yeah, arguably anyone the greatest can. athlete mm-hmm. ever to live, arguably. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard he didn't even share his goals with his own coach. Hmm. He, the, his biggest goals, he would share with no one. Hmm. And I, and I, and I like what I'm saying. Like, why I'm bringing that up is, um, I've seen people, like for instance, in my retreats, I'll, I remember one specific moment where this guy at the end of the retreat, he was just so lit, and he just starts 
celebrating how he's moving to Costa Rica because we were in, I think we were in Nicaragua at the point and he's like, he has this whole plan. He has the whole thing planned out and he just told all of us. And I had this weird feeling like I was almost like masturbating. I was like, oh man, like I feel kind of icky. Like, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he just mm. kind of got what he was looking for, which was more like the affirmation from the tribe mm. than actually doing what it takes to say what he was celebrating. Mm. So I want to bring that point up with all this as well, that I think it could be easy to slip into celebrating that I'm going to become a billionaire tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If I start telling everyone that, is that going to be more or less likely to happen? I guess it depends if I'm, if I'm really doing it because, I'm, because I believe it and I know it, or am I doing it just to get off for a moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's why it's so important, I think, to believe what you're saying and set goals that you understand you can achieve and you can kind of kind of map a route to get there because i think this happened this is like what why documentaries like the secret just got so much hate thrown at them is because i think there were a lot of people who like you know created a vision board and then sat on the couch and watched reality tv and a year <laughs> yeah, later yeah. they're like how come i'm not living in a mansion and i'm not this successful <laughs> entrepreneur and you're like well you sat on the couch yeah. you know so th there's like a certain aspect of that as well like he's saying you can't just be like that's it i'm a billionaire i'm done like these things, as we all know, personal development and everything take a lot of work. And um, I think another aspect of that, that that is largely overlooked, and I can share this from my own personal space. Like my whole story is just like tremendous lack of self-worth and self-love, which turned me into a ridiculously disciplined, motivated, driven person, but also very unkind to myself. So I'm being kind to myself right now because I did not do this gratitude challenge like at all, right? Um, but that said, you know, I have years behind me of journaling every day and I've done the 10, 10 things you're grateful mm -hmm. for gratitude in the past. I've done that extensively. Um, but in the past, and I think people get hung up on, on this in the beginning with nutrition, fitness, any kind of positive change. I'm the guy where like if I commit to a 30-day challenge and I miss a day, I will hate myself. Mm -hmm. I used or, to be that girl. Exactly. Or like even I remember the first times 10 years ago, you know, the first time I tried P90X. Is like I'd be two weeks in, miss two days because I had to go play a gig somewhere, and I'm like, I got to start back at day one, and I'm just starting over, and I'm going again. Like it was never about consistency. I was like, I had to do the thing perfectly. So I think even now, I'm in this position where I didn't do this this gratitude journaling thing, and I'm like, oh my god, we have the energy collective. People are going to know I didn't do it. I feel crappy about this. I should have done this. But what happened was weeks prior to that. I somehow manifested this perfect person that I ended up in a romance <laughs> bubble with. And I'm yeah. like, why do I need to be, you know, gratitude journaling right now when I'm spending the last 10 days living in this place with this person yeah. that is like, I'm at peak gratitude. This is the greatest mm. thing I've ever experienced yeah. ever. You know what I mean? So I'm like, just cut yourself some slack. There are chapters to life and it's not worth, if you're going to go into something that's supposed to be a positive lifestyle change and you slip up a little bit and just beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's working against the grain like it's really going to make things mm -hmm. difficult so anyway that's my quick way of sharing that you know i had probably one of the best two weeks in my entire life mm -hmm. this last two weeks but i did not complete the gratitude journaling you know and that's okay with me i see that gratitude is not a thing you do it's a state of being mm. right so mm. yeah if you were in the state of being gratitude, you don't need to sit there and write 10 things out, <laughs> right. you know, every day. Writing that out is just an activator, again, to try to get you into the feeling. But if you're already in the feeling, you don't necessarily need it. Mm. So I would say, like, and, and for people listening, you know, writing out the 10 things is a start. But you don't just write out your 10 and then go about your day. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mm -hmm. so many other ways, just like looking around throughout your day and just being grateful. Or mm -hmm. you weren't even writing anything and you looked at your pen, Stephen, you're like, I'm grateful for the ink. Mm -hmm. um, 
if you can just look through the eyes of gratitude all the time, that's what creates that frequency in you that's just going to have all the good things flow in. Mm -hmm. And I tell my clients every day, it's like your job is to manage your energy. Keep it high, no matter what. And if something comes in to mess with it, you got to release it. So if there's a self-beat up or a self-judgment or something negative in your mind, it's your job to clear it because it's messing with your frequency. Mm. Let it go mm. and find the thoughts that are actually going to keep your vibration high. Mm. And to what you said earlier, Daniel, about um, the Phelps guy, Michael? Michael. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I think it depends on the person too and in what supports them in bringing forth what they want. For some people, I've heard that as well. Like they don't want to tell anyone because they don't want any negativity blocking it. And it's really just for them mm. versus for anyone else. And I also see sometimes when people publicly declare stuff on social media because that's actually what's going to keep them in action and mm. not just fall back on um, their stuff. So it really depends, I think, on your intention and, and what's going to actually keep moving you towards your goal. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. There's a self awareness piece there too, because I know that there are. Uh, we all have such extensive backgrounds in fitness and things, right? There are some people that if they don't go to a gym with other people, they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then there are guys like me that will just train like serial killers in silence alone <laughs> every single day. Like, I require no outside motivation from anyone whatsoever, you know. Yeah. But it's it's having that self awareness. So I I guess I I have an idea of whether or not I need to share these things, um, these these goals and things that I'm sure. trying to manifest. I can. I'm comfortable with that as well. But for me, I don't think it's a a necessity. So I guess it's just a matter of like looking inward mm -hmm. and being honest with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And the support system, you brought that up earlier, because if you're sharing with people that might down those goals and get you to start to believe the other way, that these aren't possible, mm. I feel like that could be just as you know, detrimental to those goals actually happening and your you know, gratitude actually come into fruition. Um, I feel like if you're you know, just like a doctor that has bad news, <laughs> like we think we've heard the story a lot too. Um, Tony Robbins at one of his uh, uh, events was kind of talking about this. Um, one of the speakers, but his mom uh, had diagnosed with like terminal ill cancer. And mm -hmm. she was like, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let that doctor say that to him, you know, that she only has six months to live. And so he basically threw this big fit at the the hospital to get her out. So she didn't hear this, like in, with the doctor's words, because, you know, the doctor's a, the authority figure that mm -hmm. would know this mm -hmm. and basically got her out. And she lived six more years and wow. through this yeah. huge it a, hit. It was one of Tony's trainers and it was it so was awesome. Trainer, yeah. yeah. He, when he found out, he went into his mom's hospital room and he goes, mom, there's two types of cancer, can survive or can surrender. Which one are you going to choose? Uh, mm. And then he just blocked all negative energy away. His sister was super emotional. He's like, if you're going to be like that, you can't be in the room with her. Mm. And then he went yeah. and got a VCR because that's what they had at the time. For those of you who might know what VCRs are. <laughs> and he brought it to the hospital, got all these comedy videos. And that's all he played for his mom because mm. he was keeping her energy in the right place her frequency up mm. instead of being in fear of I only have six months and he told the doctor he's like you cannot tell her that mm -hmm. he's like you don't That's have the beautiful. authority to tell her that I think he got thrown out of the hospital I totally agree I think it's criminal it's criminal yeah, because it if someone understands like yeah. you do a subconscious programming the white lab coat in a, a hospital setting there's arguably nothing more powerful archetypally in the mm. world currently. Mm -hmm. So it is uh, unfair for someone to project anything, especially a bad diagnosis mm -hmm. that's really not certain. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to even go here too, for those who are listening. I used to, I didn't do it a lot, but I went to psychics and tarot readers and stuff mm. because, and I, 
at times you just want answers in your life, right? When you're feeling stuck or you're feeling scared. And I think that can be extremely dangerous as well, because mm. usually when you go to someone like that, you're in a susceptible state. Usually when you're in fight flight, you're in a more suggestible, susceptible state to that. Mm -hmm. And then if this person is not ethical or maybe they're not truly connected to source and can channel real information or they're just, you know, a lot of psychics are great mentalists. They know mm -hmm. how to read body language. They know how to say what you need to hear at that moment in time. And if they incept something into your brain, they say something when you're open and suggestible because you're in a fear state, you have the power to manifest it yourself. Because mm -hmm. when we keep repeating that thought over and over again, and we start fearing it, maybe it's going to happen, boom, it can occur because now your energy or your, your thoughts and your emotions are aligned for that thing to come forward. Mm -hmm. So I protect my subconscious as much as I can. And I stop going to see any readers. I'm like, you're not the authority over my life. How would you mm, know? Mm. And I was always concerned that they would say something that then I would turn into reality. And I didn't want to do that. I have a quick question. So my whole life, right? Like I've, I've only done things for careers that are insanely unconventional. Mm -hmm. So I started playing piano for a living when I was 17. And I had friends, dads just be like, oh, you think you're going to get a paycheck for that? Like in this, my guidance counselors weren't into it. Like everybody just thought I was a nutcase. It's always mm -hmm. been that way. I got called crazy for Clovis. I get called crazy all the time. Why is that so attractive to people to do? So let's say we're someone who's trying to make positive life change. And my mom is telling me that, not my mom, she's using an example, but like this is my mom. My mom's telling me I'm crazy or, you know, my dad's telling me I can't do this as a career. My brother and sister are making fun of me or teasing me because I'm trying to be an entrepreneur or whatever. If we look at this not as being angry as those people, but if we can maybe shift it to a place of empathy, why is it so attractive for human beings to just smash other people's dreams in that mm -hmm. way? Do you have any insight on that? Yeah, so two things. The first is because you're messing with their paradigms, mm. right? They operate from their current operating system, and if what you're saying doesn't make sense to them, they're going to judge it mm. and think that it's wrong or whatever, crazy. Mm. Right. So that's what happens. And that's why you need to be around people who have similar consciousness or evolution in their consciousness as you do, who won't think something like that's crazy. Right. And so that's number one, because I remember when I traveled in Southeast Asia and there's some what I would say weird things like who squats and poops on the into the ground. Mm -hmm. But then I caught myself and I said, that's not weird. This is normal for them. You know, but I'm saying it's weird because that's not how I do it. Mm. So then I want to judge it. So then I just started calling things that they're interesting. Mm. So I would say that's number one is that it just jacks with their paradigms. It doesn't make sense to them. So they're going to judge it. Mm. Right. Second piece is if it's someone close to you, unconsciously, they're so afraid that you're going to change because mm. they're so used to their current patterns with you. Mm. And if you actually become successful and then you leave the house or you actually, you know, lose the weight. And then how I've related to you is in an unhealthy way. And I have fed you. That's how love is. And now you're going to stop letting me feed you. And now you can't let me love you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a threat to them. That's huge. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. When, when I first became, you know, Clovis Justin, it was probably eight years ago or whatever. I noticed that everywhere I went, it was, it was this like curse that I really didn't like about my new position was like family, friends, everything. It's like, I'd go out to dinner with somebody and like the bread hits the table. It's like, want some bread? And I'm like, no, like, I would not speak a word about anybody's health habits, you know? And they'll like grab the bread and look at me and be like, oh, I never do this. It's just every once in a while. Like I never do this. And I'm like, why are you validating yourself to me? And that's when I realized that like simply my way of being 
was really triggering mm-hmm. to people and their way of being. Yeah. And then the only way that they can be with it is to judge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To point it out. Yeah. And so I think a way is to find compassion for mm-hmm. them and also acceptance of other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, just let them be, but don't take it in or take it on what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think when you get triggered, it's because you have something within your own trauma that's being activated. Mm. Right. Otherwise you wouldn't care. It's just like if I was calling you Sam, you'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm not Sam. Yeah. But if I said something that actually was an insecurity of yours, all of a sudden, boom, that gets activated and you're triggered and then Mm -hmm. you want to judge or self-protect. And so that's something to look Mm. at if you get in that state, that that's something for you, not them. Like I remember um, I was really triggered by somebody and one of my girlfriends said to me, she's like, they actually hit a wound in you or mm. triggering you that they didn't implant. Mm. But I wanted to judge them for something that- That they was, didn't implant, wow. Yeah, yeah that yeah. they didn't plant in you. It was already from the past, but they mm. activated because they hit it. Mm. And then you want to go like, it's all in you. Mm. And it's not them. And it's your responsibility to look within to go, what is that trigger? And how can I heal it and let it go? Yeah. So it doesn't keep getting activated. Yeah, I, I can't even count the number of people who have told me in terms of getting healthy as clients or something, just like, well, I could just, I could get healthy if my husband was supportive. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes this thing of like, they, they, they are so disempowered by it and they're so affected by the negative talk and all those things. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't and really, why do you think the husband wouldn't support them? Exactly. Right. If you, if you have two, let's say you have, let's just be, it sounds mean, but let's say you have two like very obese individuals that are married to one another and all of a sudden one of them wants to get skinny and what do we do in america skinny means sexier everything is just you know related mm-hmm. to sex appeal so this poor guy is going my wife's going to get hot and leave me mm-hmm. that's literally what's mm-hmm. going through his brain so he's bringing pizza home every night go just have a piece just have one piece come on we love mm-hmm. pizza this is what we do together we watch movies and we eat pizza right mm-hmm. trigger 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 mm-hmm. this all sounds like eerily familiar to the crab in the bucket theory yeah absolutely oh, yes. ever actually yep. seen that literally is this literally true can I've anyone i've seen it in a this? sink because it's a thing a tradition of ours at christmas where we get live crabs and we throw them in a sink together okay <laughs> and when we'll try so, yeah. to escape huh? others will pull Grabs, them down pull it in okay oh. yeah I mean, maybe maybe share that real quick i mean there's like oh, yeah, so the idea is yeah. that if you put a bunch of crabs in the bucket once one starts to escape the others will pull it down yes and so no one gets out no crabs get out they're not <laughs> for whatever so is this natural is this, that's a question that comes up for me and i think like a buffalo herd for instance i'm thinking bison herds lately and um i'm thinking then it reminds me of probably when people lived in tribes it probably at a certain time um it was probably just when people were probably more honest about their everyday lives not trying to judge each other on political or religious things but really just trying to survive mm-hmm. it was probably pretty important when someone said you can't do that that's true so it might be yeah. like a inherited in our dna to trust when someone says you can't do something yeah nowadays why that happens i, I would just lean towards like everything y'all said mm-hmm. and plus like if you say, I'm gonna do uh, five one-arm pull-ups and I think that's impossible, like I've told myself I can't do that and you do it, that yeah. gives me an opportunity to get triggered. Some people are not aware of that. Some people are not aware that maybe they're getting triggered because they said they couldn't do something. Mm-hmm. And they, put it, they argued for their limitation and to see someone else arguing for no limitation, that can be triggering. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of that like anthropological stuff as well. Like we had a discussion last night, we were chatting about gossip. Gossip historically in, you know, 
caveman tribes of 150 people was extremely important. So there's actually a reward system that's triggered with gossip. There's a reason why like everyone loves gossiping mm-hmm. and loves pop culture and loves reality TV. And I want to talk about Kim Kardashian's new butt, right? Why? <laughs> why does it feel good to talk about this person you don't even know? But that actually goes back to anthropological data where like, if Daniel is, is, let's say, like a snake oil salesman and is doing something shady inside of the tribe that could potentially harm others, it's imperative that I gossip about that. Mm-hmm. I have to go tell people, mm-hmm. and his reputation needs to be impacted in whatever way he deserves based on that behavior. Mm-hmm. So there's like an inherent reward system for gossip. But what's so strange now is gossip has just gotten to such a place of negativity where it's like people almost get excited when someone else is doing poorly. And that's really where I'm like, how did we get here? I understand it's some kind of twisted survival mechanism that we have left over, but man, it's just gotten so toxic, you know? And it's important, like you said, to really look at it from like a place of empathy. Like anytime someone just spews hate at me because I'm paleo or whatever the hell they don't like about what I'm doing, I'm just like, I just feel so bad for them. You know, it's Mm -hmm. such a bummer. And I just Mm -hmm. don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to shift that in people that really... They might think it feels good to gossip, but it's it's like they're drinking poison. It's toxic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think and, it's important. Go ahead. Oh I'm no, sorry. and it's I always say this too because I used to be that person that judged a lot. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. I was extremely insecure. Um, comparison was my kryptonite, mm-hmm. and um, I realized that that toxicity was most potent inside of myself. Mm. Like I was harsh with myself and ultra criticizing. Mm. So then I realized I was like, oh, now I'm just imposing on other people. And when I started to really build in my own like self-love and it's still a constant practice and I have more compassion than I'm able to give that to others. And so a lot of times now when I see people just constantly gossiping or in judgment, I'm like, gosh, what is it like inside their own head towards themselves? Mm. And that helps me to like relieve Um, my own judgment and just have compassion for that person this is huge like for anybody listening to this it's like if you're not in this room and can't feel the emotion that i just felt coming from that it's like it's so important to understand so we're here with you a high performance coach hypnotherapist like subconscious reprogrammer and you're sitting here telling us like hey i went through all the same stuff like i get goosebumps talking about it you know Mm -hmm. i had a conversation with megan this last weekend where i was (laughs) we were talking about self-love and uh we're talking about how i got to this place where i can have self-love and i'm like I stood in the mirror naked every single day and repeated, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, or I love myself. And I did a meditation where I'd breathe in, I love myself and release whatever came out. I did this for years. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, it felt dumb. And I'm like saying, I love you to myself in the mirror and my face is getting red. I'm embarrassed and there's no one else in the room. How the fuck (laughs) am I embarrassed, right? Like this is insane, you know? And I just like practice, practice, practice. And now I'm at a point where I really do feel like I have some degree of self-love that's exponentially better than it was years ago. Mm -hmm. But it's, to anyone out there that's just thinking like, yeah, but this is Stephanie. She's a high performance coach. It's easy for her. It's, it's not. It's mm-hmm. not easy for anybody to undo this, this subconscious programming that we have built in us. Yeah. To reprogram that takes a lot of work. And no matter what place you're at right now, you can get to a better place. Guaranteed. And you can get to the level that Steph's at or that I'm at or Steven's at or anybody else. You can get here. Just understand that it's a journey. And it's this, you know, the cliche quote of the journey is the destination. You you better like the process. Don't just be in it for the finish line. I tell guys that in jujitsu. Like, if you hate being a white belt, you're never going to be a black belt. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just important to understand. Like, thank you for sharing that and being yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Like, I judged people and I had negative self-talk because I had all that same stuff. Yeah. You know? and, and that's why I said, too, deliberately, that it's still a practice for yes. me. Yes. Yes. You know? And I've been in the work for 20 years. Mm. And then also facilitated the work for 10 years. 
I have an entire self-love course online mm. that takes you through all these practices and integrating what that looks like. And I still have self-judgments. <laughs> I still have the it's not perfect um, and tinkering with it or it has to look like this yep, way. Yep. or blah, and But the beautiful thing is it's not annihilating that part of yourself. It's about how can I be loving when that part shows up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm. show compassion. Because it's usually our younger selves that is wanting attention or feeling unloved or scared of being abandoned or feeling not enough. And instead of judging it, welcoming it in and actually loving that part is key. Mm. I love that. That's great. That's good. Yeah. And to love the most unlovable parts. Oof. That sounds like a cool challenge to me. And on that note, we're getting close to the hour, 52 minutes. Okay. I, I would, do y'all want to do that as the challenge? I, you know why um, I like the voice note group is the same reason I like the water is because we were doing it together. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if so, and I can tell about my experience of the gratitude. I probably did as much days as you did, mm-hmm. Matt, about three days. Yeah. But it also got me thinking, it's just like the same thing with the tribe vitamins or like a, giving someone the bison organs or the, the liver. If they're already eating a variety of organs on the daily, it's probably not going to be a big shift. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But for someone that may have never eaten liver before, they might have an absurd experience. Mm-hmm. Like my dog. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> potentially. And I'm, I'm kind of hearing that with our gratitude. It sounds like we've all been practicing gratitude for a very long time. And mm-hmm. I do it pretty much, it's pretty much a non-negotiable for me, negotiable for me every morning when I do the breath work. And I I think I've done it with all of y'all, yeah. yep. except for Steph, the potentially the the ending part where I, I basically get high as a kite. Um, like I try to really get my body as supercharged as possible where I'm barely feeling in it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and why I say that is because I think this is something also to practice with manifestation that I continuously practice is to think the thoughts, you know, purposefully create that wind pattern, think that thought on purpose while I have the swell going, while the ocean is already mm-hmm. stirring, while, mm-hmm. because I'm so much more susceptible. And, I, and some would argue, like, I love Napoleon Hill, and I think that's the point mm-hmm. of, of many of his main books, is to get emotionally charged and then to think the thoughts that you want to happen mm-hmm. yeah. and combine yeah. those and make that a practice. So I do make it a practice every day, but I really do, I'm, I am... I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but I think I have room to practice writing more yeah. with the point yeah. that you were making. Yeah. But I do, I love that. For me, I think my good, good medicine for me is like the speaking, the vocalization of it, the getting in my body, the talking with my hands and my words. So I like the voice. I'm stoked to try the voice notes. So y'all want to make that the official challenge? Yeah, it's a yeah. great idea. Yeah, that's great. So just at least one more person or is three important? Like, is this, it was is just that we happen okay. to choose three. You could do yeah. it with however many people you want. It could just be two people back and forth. Yeah, you know, okay. choose one other person, but letting them witness you. If you want, again, I didn't even listen to all of them all the time. Most of the time I did just because it charged me up, Mm. but that's a choice. And I want to say one more thing because you mentioned when you have the swell, you start to say the thoughts. It's so key. Um, Mm. When you're in states of suggestibility, and we actually go into natural states of hypnosis all the time, 30 minutes before bed, 30 minutes as you're coming up. Because going into hypnosis or the trance state is when you're in theta. And right now we're in beta. It slides into alpha, theta, delta is sleep. And then when you wake up, you're going from data, theta to beta, to alpha to beta. And so in that theta alpha state, you are so suggestible, which is why I tell people before you go to bed, do not watch the news. Do not look at social media. Do not think of things that you haven't done for the day or you're pissed off at yourself for, for not completing or that you're stressed about. Like really start to think those positive thoughts then. 
even if it doesn't feel authentic to you in that moment, because mm-hmm. at least you're dropping the suggestions in at the right time. And I remember when <laughs> there was another guy last year that I thought was going to turn into something and it didn't. And I went into deep self-criticism and I would wake up in the morning in panics and stuff like that. And oh, I'm getting emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what helped me was I had a mantra that I would say that I'm a high value woman. And so when I would wake up, my mind would start to attack me at like two in the morning, four in the morning. I just had that on repeat because I knew that my brain, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that my brain would accept that at that time because of the state my brain was in, in theta alpha. And I did not want to deepen that feeling anymore of, how bad I thought of myself. Mm. So I just kept it on repeat. I was like, I'm peeing in the middle of the night. I'm like, I'm a high value woman. I'm a high value woman. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, when I'd wake up, when I'd fall asleep, I just kept saying that to myself. And then it shifted after a while. So, and I became a high value woman. So this man could come mm. in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's another massive lesson too. Is there are so many moments. You said this to me last night. Steven said this. He said like, you know, all the moments that I thought were like the suckiest moments, I was in the most pain. Always, literally without fail, every time that's happened to both of us, we agreed on this. Six months later, eight months later, look at where you are now, right? You you end up looking at this thing of just like, I am so glad that happened. And like, it sucked in the moment. Like, it really sucked. And that's okay, too, to be like, oh, man, this moment right now really does kind of suck, you know? It's not all rainbows and unicorns. Like, Steph's here getting emotional right now because this challenging thing that you went through, like, Hard emotions are difficult and they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of untethered soul style, right? Like, can you let these emotions flow through you and kind of be grateful for them? You know, it's 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 really, really hard to do, but it's important to look back. I mean, there's, I don't know that there's anything that I've been like super upset about that hasn't turned out to be positive for me long-term, even like mm-hmm. the most challenging things I've ever been through, I'm actually quite thankful for. I'm you glad know? you mentioned the untethered soul because one thing that I liked about that and think is one of his lectures, but you know, it, you're gonna, it's not, you don't want to prevent the sad and the upset and those mm-hmm. feelings. Like you don't want to ignore them or stuff them away. But what you can do is basically find happiness and joy in the fact that you're able to experience these wider range of emotions mm-hmm. as a human, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, think about it. <laughs> we're not just <clears throat> wired to experience only happiness and joy. We're wired to experience this huge range of emotions mm-hmm. um, that we've labeled different ways and say, we don't want to experience these but if we could just like be thankful and grateful for the fact that we get to experience these wide range of emotions, and it's not the same every day. It's not mm-hmm. just wake up and rainbows and everything every day, that there are challenges and we can, I guess, find joy in the fact that there are struggles. <laughs> there are times we're sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, embracing those, you know, emotions along the way instead of trying to stuff them down, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I learned on that book. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I think at like, you know, 25 years old, I, I called it my Iron Man suit. Like before I'd ever seen a therapist. And I remember the first time I saw a therapist, she's like, look at this list of emotions, like angry, sad, glad, fear, shame, like guilt. Which one are you feeling? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> like I had no idea how to identify emotions. So now even at 34, you know, like going through things like at this moment right now, I have some sad stuff I'm dealing with. And like this morning, I was like, I'm so glad that I can feel mm-hmm. a full range mm-hmm. of emotions. Yeah. Like I used to not be able to feel this legitimately. It was either like I was happy and I had rage. And that was it. Those mm-hmm. are the only two things I could ever experience. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like if you're not happy all the time, oh, rage creeps in really quick. Yeah. And just trying to be gratitude right like trying to be grateful for feeling sadness is this a whole new experience and i'm like what is this but it's it's really powerful it's it's interesting yeah and there's so much information in our emotions as well just 
letting us know where we are consciously or again, things that might need healing. And mm-hmm. um, I remember Brene Brown saying, she's like, you, if you numb one emotion, you numb them all. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can selectively pick which ones you want. <laughs> yeah. So if you do want to feel these extreme high levels of joy, you also have to allow yourself to feel extreme depths of sadness or pain mm. to feel that range. Absolutely. Yeah, that reminds me of the saying, I don't know who, I'll credit to myself for now. <laughs> I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard myself say it so many times, but I've definitely heard it from someone else first. But that um, suffering is not experiencing pain, it's avoiding it. Mm. Yeah. And the same idea, like I, I, I think when, my, I think of my grandma who lived uh, just to be over a hundred and what I think her key to longevity amongst other things was that she could laugh till she cries or cries till she laughs and the moment, drop of a dime, just like any other baby does. Mm. Um, the staying childlike emotionally, she would cry 30 seconds and a minute later be like laughing. And I think that's true. Like she probably degrees happiness to the degree she experiences sadness. Yeah. It's probably pretty, pretty representative and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> healthy, yeah. Didn't hold anything back. Yeah. Well, um, I definitely feel like this Chinook Challenge, um, if you need a safe place, the Energy Collective Facebook group is going to be a great place. Absolutely. Um, and we'll probably post in there as well. I know I, I will. Um, yeah. Is this the voice notes? Well, I was going to say, like, if so what we, us four are going to do the voice notes, okay. but if someone is doesn't feel like they have someone in their life that they can do voice notes with the five days in a row, yeah, yeah, uh, we can help you find someone on the Energy Collective. I know probably almost everyone in that group. Mm-hmm. So reach out to me if you're like, uh, you want to find someone and I could probably use my matchmaking skills to uh, yeah. set sure, you up with sure. a, vo- a fellow voice noter or two. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a matter of where people are at in their own journey too. Because if you remember when we did the cold challenge, right? It was like, mm-hmm. go find a creek and jump in a 40 degree creek. And it's like, but if you can't do that, like pick up some ice and throw it in your bathtub and make a cold plunge or take a cold shower every day. Like do the 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 level of this that feels right to you. Like for some people, it might just be writing down 10 things they're grateful for. And it's just, let's just do it as a gratitude challenge. Practice gratitude every day. Mm-hmm. And um, this is real quick science stuff too. Sciencey, I don't know why it works, but um, me having my career as a dueling piano player. So I know 600 songs by memory, right? And that's, I every new dueling piano, I've trained a lot of dueling piano players over the years. And all of them would try to type stuff. They'd like try to type lyrics or like, let's say I got to memorize 10 hip hop songs that have thousands of words in them, you know, just like crazy. I would sit down, play the recording, pen and paper. Yep. If mm. I write it with pen and paper once, I know the lyrics forever. Wow. I'm telling you right now, like that is the mm. only way to memorize song lyrics. And all these kids would come in with like, well, I typed up the lyrics on my MacBook. I'm like, it's not going to work. Not the same thing. It just doesn't. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know what the difference is, but it's huge. So mm-hmm. like write things down, pen and paper mm-hmm. for sure. I like that. Anything yeah. else from anybody? And I would say even this, like if um, Daniel hasn't match made you yet. Mm-hmm. I've just, made some pretty big matches, by well, the way. Then, that's, that, this might be incentive enough. <laughs> I know you've got skills. <laughs> Give but, it a go. But invite let's me just your wedding. <laughs> say you're listening and you haven't reached out to Daniel and the week has started and you want to get going. Just do it anyway, even if it's for you to get into the energy of not just writing it because that was last week's challenge, right? It's like writing down 10 things, like you speaking it out Mm -hmm. and then speaking the thing that you want with that level of enthusiasm that you believe it has already occurred. Mm -hmm. And just do that. Even if nobody hears you for now, try to find a a buddy because it's kind of fun to do it with people, but don't stop yourself if you don't have a partner, just Mm. do it. Yeah. Get yourself in that emotion, that feeling every day. How much time we have? I love that you said that because today is 11 11. 
And we're about to hit the one hour and 11 minute mark. If like in about eight minutes, what if we all just did it right now? Our first voice notes right now That's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody yeah. feeling yeah. like taking charge? Yeah. Um, so, so sure. you get right, right, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll what? aim to keep it no. around a minute. I'll like I'll light this lighter when the minute's up. Okay. Just so you know. Um, so I'm three things. Is that the deal or just 30 seconds of, of wait? Explain. Just, <laughs> okay. just two, yeah. I like two, that you're saying I'll go and you don't yes. know what you're doing. No, I have no idea. So <laughs> just start off with like two or three things that you're grateful for. Okay. And then the the second part is giving gratitude for the thing that you want to call in as if it's done and celebrating it the shit out of it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I am extremely grateful for every person in this room right now and the level of support that this has brought to my life of me. Me moving here was like one of the best decisions I've ever made in terms of community and tribe and support and talk about like I now have like zero negative voices in my life and nothing I ever say to you guys is considered crazy or all like, <laughs> fuck yeah, go do that. You can do that, right? So I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, I am extremely grateful for the recent launch of my two new products, my electrolytes oh. and my collagen superfood have both sold out now, which is uh, pretty amazing because that happened uh, very, very quickly. And I am extremely grateful for the 50 Clovis coaches that I have now certified through my Clovis coaching certification program mm -hmm. who are going out and bringing in their loved ones and their friends and family and changing their lives for the better through this amazing thing that is Clovis. Nice. Yes. Love and it. so it is. And Love so it, it is. Yeah. Mm. That was awesome. When you're when you're like, I'm so grateful for these 50 Clovis coaches. I was like, I didn't know you had 50 Clovis coaches. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, right. We're in the future. Of I'm it. learning from Steph, bro. Yeah, I got that this. was awesome. That was awesome. And uh, just to reiterate, you're saying that not only are we in the potential future, like what is time anyways, but we're in the subconscious, meaning mm -hmm. like it doesn't even matter if I know what Stephen is saying is true or not. Yeah, that would even matter. be better if I didn't know. It, it doesn't matter. And here's the thing too. I said the relationship piece for two months in a row. So it wasn't like each day you change it to something else. The third thing that I wanted to call in, I kept saying it until it actually occurred too. So if it takes two months, three months, and you're doing this practice, just keep closing out your little voice note with the thing that you want, the same thing. Don't change it up. Yeah. Don't, I mean, or you can if you want, but how I did it was just sticking to it until I like got the energy so aligned with the thing I wanted that it was like, boop, pops up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fantastic. That's that was great. one of the first things you said to me was you taught me, because I've done manifestations. I do a cold shower with manifestations every day, but it was adding that like, I am, I said, like, I am so happy and grateful mm -hmm. now that, now bah, that. Bah, 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 mm -hmm. you know, and I just changed it. Like I, this whole experience I just went through that you guys know about the like, last two weeks and stuff, I 100% made that shit happen, like straight up. I had like an inkling. I was like, this might be a possibility. And then I was just like, <laughs> this is the thing done. And it was just like everything lined up. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Vegas getting canceled, all this shit that happened that you guys know about that I'm not going to get into here. But like, it was just like, wait, what? Really? Like it was just one, one obstacle removed, one obstacle removed, one obstacle mm -hmm. removed. Like everything just lined up for this like amazing experience that I got to have. It's because wow. your energy was aligned for that. And literally you made the decision. And when you have, so when we're saying these things over and over again, what you're building is certainty, mm -hmm. right? You're building mm -hmm. that familiarity in your brain where it's like, okay, what's familiar is safe. What's unfamiliar is unsafe. That's why for some people, if they've been overweight mm -hmm. and skinny is unsafe for them. So they'll reject mm -hmm. it and push it away. It's so unfamiliar. I don't know what's going to happen if I'm skinny. So unconsciously they keep sabotaging their weight loss, mm -hmm. right? So what you have to do is start to make being healthy and well and in an ideal body 
I won't necessarily say thin because I don't think thin is always the healthiest, but that that's familiar for them. You can do that through the subconscious, through imagery or visualizations, right? So then now it's becoming familiar. They keep seeing the picture of themselves as that. And the brain's like, okay, I've seen this before. This isn't as scary. And you keep doing that over and over again. Um, So that's why even saying this and repeating it, it's making it familiar for yourself so that it can come forward. And also, and and you're building that certainty because when you know, just like you said, oh, I believed you. Mm-hmm. You knew with full belief that you're going to have this magical two weeks. You decided mm-hmm. and it's done. The universe goes, okay. And it moves and it's like, here you go, Justin. Yeah. This is what you ordered up. You're yeah. Like, Perfect. Yeah. It, it like melts your brain when it yeah. happens. You're just like, wait a minute. I thought that this was possible. And now you're like, <laughs> whoa. It's like, it's nuts. It's intense. Yeah. When it really happens, it's amazing. This is when it becomes fun <laughs> yeah. to play with reality. Yeah. When you know the secrets on how to do it. You're like, oh, let's see what else I can do. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. You're up, brother. You're up. Yeah. Um, I am so happy and grateful to be surrounded by leaders, teachers, mentors, allies. I am so happy that my business is thriving and grows its own microgreens under 20 acres of greenhouse glass. I'm so happy and grateful that I'm with the love of my life creating this future, this empire, this um, beautiful life and family. I'm so happy and grateful to be so happy and grateful. Yes. <laughs> nice. Love nice. it. Nice. Do you, uh, you kind of went earlier. Went. Do you, you want to go? Skip. Okay. Go. Let's see. Um, I'm so grateful for you, Stephanie, mm. um, for uh, being an amazing partner, um, being uh, fun and like a big kid and great to hang out with and keep me smiling and laughing. And uh, for the growth that you pushed me and inspired me to to do in my own life, um, I am grateful uh, for this environment we have up here at the house um, with the um, roommates, the entrepreneurs, the other kids in the house, and for the ability to raise my kids in this environment as well. Um, very grateful for that. Um, I am very grateful for the Energy Collective um, and the community that we're building, um, and that. Uh, we're able to support and help each other through our goals and um, really push the shift of consciousness in this world right now um, to more of a positive one, um, not against each other, um, but to help each other and support each other in our own unique paths. Mm, beautiful, baby. Awesome. My turn. All right, all right. I'm so thankful for my daughter, Davina. I'm so thankful she's downstairs. I'm so thankful we have um, 50 days or so till her mom gets back. That I'm so thankful to be in this like white space of planet Earth with her in such a healthy way, and in a way that I'm so thankful that I can listen to what's calling me forward. I'm so thankful that that's been symbolized today by me hitting my Kickstarter goal for the new dietary supplement, and I'm so thankful that. We're getting offers already and offers that are over a million dollars to be acquired, but we're so close to Christmas that I'm doubting it. (laughs) I'm so thankful (laughs) to be here right now and to be listening and to be loving and to be learning. Job bless. (laughs) 
Beautiful. So can I just give one note? Yeah. I know it was probably awkward and weird because that's how I felt at first when it was like, do Mm. it. Right. But when you do do this, bring that emotion in, like Mm -hmm. charge yourself. Because if you got a million dollar offer, how would you say that? Would you be like, I'm so happy and grateful. You'd be like, whoa, I got a million bucks to guys. I'm so thankful for that. Like you would be fired up. That's what you need to do. I was making, I was actually being purposely doubtful because that was a low offer. If that makes mm. sense. But uh, you don't want to go there. Just go mm-hmm. straight to the offer you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Go uh, no, what do you I like, want. I like, I like denying low offers. <laughs> 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 I like that. All right, <laughs> but just, I also hear you because yeah, I can see Yeah, you're going to make the process that. longer. You'll get there, I but it'll be longer. I could be being defensive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Million dollar valuation is not difficult, brother. Yeah, you, you should be aiming high. I agree. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was confused too. I was like, yeah. oh, he seems really bummed out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that's why I was saying it was so low. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I got you now. I got you. I think that's the hour 11 mark. Look at that. I'm 11. 11. Wow. Nice work. Congratulations, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Thank and you. thank you, Steph. Anything yeah, else you want to leave anybody with? I'm just I grateful mean... to be here. Thanks for having me on. I love that I am number three <laughs> yeah. on the energy podcast because that's Matt's favorite number. That's right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we did this. This is awesome. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic thank you. episode. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. To be continued, y'all. Later. <laughs>